0: morning caleb good morning <laughs> um good morning everybody listening to us my name is andrew dietrich
1: you say everything everybody like everybody. there's a lot of people out yeah there everybody Yeah, everybody to is us.
0: listening to us right now <laughs> um but i am andrew dietrich and sitting across the table from me is my good pal caleb austin how's it going it's good to see you, buddy um welcome to our podcast um Caleb is a seasoned veteran when it comes to the podcasting world, and I am <laughs> unfortunately very new to it, so I've never introduced a podcast before, so welcome.
1: Well, but let me say, yeah, uh, you're doing an amazing job Thank so far. you.
0: I, I'm really glad to be here. Um, honored. So yeah, welcome to The New Orthodoxy. Um, it's a, a podcast that we've been been wanting to do for a while now, and... Mm-hmm. Pretty excited just to get down and do it.
1: Mm. Why don't you tell them like kind of why we were we're thinking of doing the podcast right now?
0: Gotcha. Um. So over the course of this last summer, the summer of 2020, also known as the the COVID summer, um, we got to the chance to meet up, uh, together with our good buddy Davis. Shout out to Davis.
1: Shout out Davis, Ellensburg, Washington. Heck yeah.
0: Um, but we got a chance to sit down and we got to talk about different things and we got to talk about um, Christianity and the Bible and theology in the lens of our current cultural context and how it's kind of like an an ever-changing paradigm where, you know, things are always changing, ideas are always changing, the world, especially within this last summer, has been changing. and. Um, it was really nice just to be able to sit down and talk and hash out some of the ideas and thoughts that we were having, especially relating to, to Christianity in this current era that we're living in. Mm. And we thought um, the name, uh, a new orthodoxy, is uh, is fitting because orthodoxy being like the the generally accepted way of uh, you know practice and doctrine. And ideas and what we kind of hope to do is to uh, you know look at a look at it in a new lens and look at christianity and the bible and and the person of jesus um in the lens in which we're living and within our cultural context and mm-hmm. also step outside our cultural context as well mm-hmm. and look at it from different eyes that's for sure um so we're uh we're very excited to be doing this i know that i am but Enough about that. Caleb, tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What are you doing?
1: Uh, So my name is uh, Caleb Austin. I am 18 turning 19 in November. Um, I'm a freshman at U of O studying business. Um, Really enjoy uh, theological debates, you know, just learning and growing and and knowledge of any kind. Mm. Um, And especially passionate about music and hip hop and all sorts of stuff like that, yeah.
0: Very cool. Um, so you say you're interested in music and hip hop. What other things do you have going on? You seem like a very creative individual.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I do dabble a little bit in uh, the world of visual arts. Mm-hmm. Um, done a couple music videos, uh, graphic design style things. Um, actually, my first uh projects, uh, my first couple projects are coming out this uh. This October, got a couple of music videos come in mm-hmm. and album art and other visuals. It's pretty, pretty exciting. So That's very cool. Yes, sir.
0: Very sweet. Um, what
1: What about yourself?
0: My name is Andrew Dietrich. I am a, a 20-year-old homo sapien, and uh, um, I am a student of the Bible at a, a small Bible college and seminary here in Portland, Oregon. I also work in student ministries, um, at a small church in, in a suburb of Portland. Um, yeah, I love, I love my job. I love what I do. I love what I study and I love having long form conversations about, you know, what it is I like, what it is I like to do, which, which is Jesus and the gospel and Mm. also just doctrine and, and church history and the Bible itself and how, um, like I said before, like how the world is constantly changing, it stays like the same, and mm. it stays like one hundred percent true as well. Yeah. So how we reconcile the different things that we are seeing in our world today and reconciling that to to scripture as well is, is definitely one of my hobbies and yeah. and a passion of mine and life. Sure. Uh, yeah. So so. What we're doing is we're looking just to to invite you into our conversations. So like I said, Caleb, our friend Davis and myself were sitting down and we were having conversations over the summer just about different things, like we were talking about gender in the church and homosexuality in the church and uh, different ob- like different topics that seem kind of taboo or difficult in. In our current age, and kind of like hot button issues, but Mm -hmm. um, having the ability to to normalize having hard conversations and the ability to normalize um, getting into things that
1: can sometimes make us uncomfortable, which is I feel like is almost one of the biggest faults of the church. Is this? uh, We actually even talked about the idea of safetyism or this this world of comfortability where you are stuck, um, not really moving outside of what makes you feel safe or comfortable because Mm. it's, um, not necessarily pleasant, but I think it's absolutely necessary. So,
0: yeah. And, and with that being said is like, we want to take you on our journey of breaking out of the shell of safetyism as well, because while we've been having these difficult conversations, it's easy to feel like still Encapsulated and like wanting to shy away from difficult things or not address them because, Mm. frankly, it's a lot easier to to live life without tackling difficult things and ideas, and it's much easier to be complacent. But um, you know, as we see in the world today, with um, you know, the political climate and the divisiveness, not only you know in the nation but within the church, and how Mm -hmm. you know we are having divides and. And
1: well, the thing is, I think and I, I was listening to a Southside Rabbi when they said this. They said, "It's not that the church is having divides now; it's that we have been divided." Mm. But so when when we are bringing up these these topics or these issues, you know, we already have our minds made up, or even if we don't, we are more likely to lean one way or the other. But we are already divided. Mm. But it's just now that that division is being brought to light. Yeah,
0: and I think I think I think especially um in a world right now where i feel like uh politics is really informing the church's theology where um you know people are using jesus to um back up their political opinion and quoting scripture to back up what they think whether that's you know a left or a right stance that's not really the point but it should rather be we make our political decisions based on who jesus was mm. who he was mm. as a person and um all this stuff, but I think that it's, it's manifesting itself within pretty much like every circle or every school of thought and every ideology, it's getting Mm -hmm. really difficult, especially, especially going to, to a Bible college where it's, you know, uh, previously you know very conservative leaning but now is going a little bit more liberal liberal and liberal theologically which you know obviously is not a bad thing because diversifying your schools of thought is super important but i feel like the need for conversations like this came out of um, a class that i took um a couple Mm. years ago it was called bible study methods Mm. and the course the goal of the class was to be able to um, read and exegete the bible mm. no matter what context and the professor who had you know a a slant on creationism yeah. came in and was saying that adam and eve were not real people mm, they, i remember you telling me about um, this adam and eve were not historic they were symbolic of 250,000 mm. yeah people who were put into tribes mm. and um she didn't say this as like, oh, this is my opinion, but this is the other, which um a lot of uh what do you, what do you professors... mean when you say by
1: the other? Like that's just like a general thought or Yeah.
0: Like... So like like she didn't say like that's my opinion and here are other thoughts on oh, who Adam just, and Eve were
1: she was were. just presenting this one opinion and not really going over yeah. anything else.
0: She she was uh she was uh stating her opinion as law that Adam and Eve were not real people. Mm. And I had, you know, fellow you know friends and um colleagues that um and peers that i saw either leave you know very confused mm. and upset like i remember someone a girl told me you know like like you know everything i've believed in my life has been they were like, just they were
1: so quick to like just believe this yeah. Like, thing yeah, yeah, yeah that they were just presented with and not not like take time to Settle in their own beliefs, or to wrestle with that, they just kind of like flipped. Is that what? You're, like, yeah, and wow. and
0: and it was like, um, especially within the context of a Bible college, people are there to learn more about the Bible. Yeah. So, like, where you hear something like, like, um, you know, talking about anything in Scripture, where it's like, oh, mm. like this is actually how this was, rather than the 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 perception that it has been throughout the church. Mm. Like, people are like, oh, like that's good to note down because it's good to know more about Scripture, but with people's personal opinions, it, it really, really muddies the water. So like that girl, she was like questioning everything she believed in, like, yeah. you know, um, whatever. I have a very good friend who's a good Catholic boy and, um, he was, he was just as upset as I was for a little bit of a, of a different reason. So mm. I, I went back and I, I told the professor in this kind of, uh, inspired my spirit of boldness when it comes to to yeah, yeah, arguing yeah. where i was just like i was like hey like i was really i was really thinking about your your lecture the yeah. other day and it really has been you know provoking thought in me and i've been talking yeah. about this you know like with my girlfriend or with you know friends from church and she was like, oh, that's, that's great. Like, that's so good to hear that. I and then am, you're like, I'm but actually clients. you're wrong. I said, don't get excited too quick <laughs> because, because you're not, you're not really going to like what I'm, I'm, I'm about to say. Nice, and, nice. um, like talking about how, like I think the value in studying the Bible is comes from surrounding yourself with many different people yeah. who believe different things about mm-hmm. the Bible. I think that that's where we come closer to knowing, you know, because the Bible is is correct about things. Yeah, it's just our perception and our exegesis of the Bible mm. is flawed. Yeah, oftentimes, most. Because I don't think anybody has perfect theology. No. So
1: if they did, they would be Jesus
0: for sure. For sure. Um. Uh. And if so, they nobody would probably go to their church either. That's like the the famous joke. Um. <laughs> uh, um so with that in mind we've been seeing you know an inability to have conversation yeah happening within the church and especially you know um where the climate has gone where arguments aren't about you know yeah. you know stating your point and um
1: you mean they they are about stating your point they're not like as much about understanding yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so um it, it slips into something called an ad hominem fall- fallacy, where mm. um, it's attacking the person you're arguing with, rather than attacking their ideas, their or ideas, topic, or debating sorry. their ideas. So you're more yeah. like you're criticizing someone's character rather than um, criticizing someone's ideas. And I think that that's what we're slipping into is like the name calling and the um, the lack of interest. And what people have to say, like you said, people, people have already made up their minds, but they're going to go into arguments just to mm. make people feel bad yeah. rather than winning people to, um, to your side. And I read a book called The Coddling of the American Mind, and one of the the, the sentences that yeah. stuck out to me most, and I remember it. There's a few sentences in that book because it's phenomenal that, just, <laughs> that are just like glued in my brain, and it's yeah. uh, um, argue like you're right and listen like you're wrong. So, the way that we listen informs, like, uh, you know, how we're gonna argue, and yeah. I think that, especially if you're if you're having a debate with someone or are talking about a theological discussion, you know, I think the first thing is is seeking that person out in love and saying, like, yes, hey, for sure. like, I love you. I see the image of God in you rather than Mm -hmm. I uh, just want to be right and put you down for for believing what you believe.
1: Yeah, you want – it's not – your intention when you go into those discussions is not to be, you know, right. Mm -hmm. Or It's like, you know, everybody has those experiences with those uh, newly converted Christians or, like, you hear the stories where they're, you know, they're screaming Jesus at you because, you know, they want to, like – they want to be right they're still using these uh kind of old worldly like mm-hmm. not tactics but you know what i mean where yeah yeah
0: yeah um and it's like uh in the same way as Karen the way that i've seen it is i don't know if you know who sean sean foy is mm-hmm. he's a, mm-hmm. a worship leader for bethel and okay. he's been doing it things called like let us worship rallies oh yeah 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 where I've they're, seen those. they're protesting the covid order in california that you cannot yeah. sing in church mm. and um what he's doing is holding mass gatherings in large cities across the united states yeah in order to worship and um you know i have my opinions on that but um people he would post like a promotional thing for one of the one of his shows or one of the rallies um Mm -hmm. and uh people would be like oh you're gonna try to have a hundred thousand people in front of um the washington monument or whatever he did with michael w smith leading worship he's like is that really smart right now with covid Mm and that's all the person said was is this smart to do right now with with covid going on yeah and it was like like oh so it's it's fine when rioters and looters are are not wearing masks and going out in public but when we want to worship the lord then then you um uh, then there's so much of an issue like wake up you sheep you don't know what's what's going on the government's trying to subdue you and these are these are two christians talking to one another where you know like that yeah i think like like talking about calling someone a sheep I think is yeah. something that's so interesting because that's like as like an insult. Like you're just a sheep following it. Yet that's what that's what Jesus. That's what calls we're called us. to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be shepherded. And, yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, is acknowledging that that our our shepherding doesn't lie in the hands of men or right, the hands right. of government, but it, it lies in the hands of Jesus too. So it's yeah. like a. I I really don't think the especially people you don't know. And that's mm-hmm. that's the thing that social media really opened up is the arena to like bash someone you don't know. Yeah. And it's like you it, just drop
1: down in that comment section and then you get out of there.
0: 100%. And you know, you could really cause some serious damage, especially mm-hmm. like calling someone stupid or calling them a sheep or yeah. or doing this that and the other. It's uh I think it's it's pretty reckless.
1: I think I think really what we're missing in this in this time is you know oh going living our lives every moment with um kind of the thought in the back of our minds or just like the intention of you know is what I'm doing right now loving or in mm. what way is this loving my neighbor or yeah. loving these people around me or showing the love of God I think that's just something fairly major that's missing right now like you're saying you mm-hmm. know you're just going and bashing for no reason or like to prove that you are right or to prove to it's really like like Mm self-reassurance you know it's like Mm -hmm. providing yourself with the 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 mindset of believing that you're correct no matter what type thing
0: yeah and people want to be right more than they want to love others yeah as well which is which is so so dangerous Mm -hmm. um especially you know when it because if you have like because that's the thing is where the line gets blurred between the gospel and you know things of this world Mm -hmm. is when you start like mixing the two and arguing you know like say like politics or the gospel
1: yes it's like it
0: blurs that line and it gets super dangerous because like all like one second you could be arguing you know the gospel of Of Christ and then you could be arguing gun control Mm -hmm. the the second after I I really and I think
1: also it's dangerous when you start using the Bible to justify gun control or to justify the lack of gun control like we're gonna have to do an episode on like Christian's place in politics but like yeah this it's ridiculous where you you bend and you shape um your theology or your religion around your personal beliefs as an american or as a person or an oregonian or whatever whatever title you give yourself or whatever yeah. form you fit but then you're wrapping everything around you to fit your ideas and i think you even uh, we even talked about uh what was what was the guy um let's see it was uh, the jefferson bible like
0: yeah, yeah 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 um uh we were scheduled to talk about deism And um, I think the best example of deism comes from um, uh, Thomas Jefferson, who was the president of the United States, um, slave owner, and a lot of many other accolades. He was a very jaded person throughout history where he is definitely not a saint. But the interesting thing about him is that he went through and edited the Bible and he had this a um the bible called which was ended up being called the jefferson bible Mm -hmm. and what he ended up doing is removing every miraculous thing that jesus did so Mm -hmm. every healing every you know when he raised lazarus that's not that's not in the scripture and also um the resurrection Mm -hmm. so when jesus died he stayed dead in the jefferson bible he didn't come back um And every, you know, piece in the epistles and also um, uh, in Revelation where it talks about um, his resurrection, it's taken out as well. And that was his belief that, um, you know, if God's plan is perfect, he wouldn't intervene through the person of Jesus. Mm. Whereas like the whole of scripture is about God intervening on behalf of his people, which, you know, you should just erase the whole entire Bible besides, you know, like Genesis 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's pretty crazy. And then like how much that informs you know our American perspective of Christianity yeah. subliminally yeah. that that we don't even know about is like mm-hmm. we think of God as as someone, as someone who you know has like handed over America to us. Yeah, and, which definitely <laughs> the idea is that not the America
1: case. is number one and we're yeah. the greatest of all countries and we're the best and like. <laughs> Yeah. Some of these ideas are, I feel like, even are a bit silly. But I think it, honestly, it all comes down to, um, the warped perspective of who we see God as. Yeah. Because, like, even unintentionally, but like the ideas of, um, you know, calling God like the Father, Mm. like those, because of our English and the language that we speak, it itself warps the, um ideas around you know who god is yeah. and so like giving him an identity as a father already gives him like some positive and negatives especially depending on your experience with father type figures and yeah. people like that 100 so
0: and i think that that's the that's the interesting thing because i always like kind of cringe or giggle when i hear someone like go oh, like like uh daddy god or something <laughs> like that in their yeah, prayers yeah. but like when you think about it like you know when jesus was praying Mm. like he prayed abba father Mm -hmm. like you know like literally daddy like and that perception of that he had of who god was is like that intimate relationship where i think like being able to call god father is like you know a distinguished thing that we would call like our higher up rather than like you know you screw up in life you're gonna be like man i really need my dad right now yeah not Father, please come to me mm-hmm. in this hour of need. Like, yeah, like it's no a, dad, the, Like a level really of closeness, yeah. like
1: an intimacy is a lot different.
0: Which, so. which I think that definitely w- we've lost. And mm-hmm. I, I'm reading a book right now by um, Professor Millard Erickson, who's a, a professor from the Northwest mm-hmm. and great mind in his book, Christian Theologies on Systematic Theology. And he said, like, we as Christians go and for an hour each week, we believe in miracles. Yeah, And for an hour each week, we believe that Moses could part the Red Sea. Mm. But then we go and we live the rest of our lives. We get in our cars with our AC Mm. and all this stuff. And we live the least. Our life doesn't reflect who we believe God to be Mm -hmm. um, in the practices. And we're like, oh, well, that was back then. But it's like God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so I, I totally agree. I think that's, you know, how can we approach God the same way that Jesus did? Yeah. And I think like, how can we approach others the same way that Jesus did? And that's like the the main thing that we're trying to, to do here with the podcast is like, yeah. you know, how can we have a conversation where, you know, cause we're not always going to agree on things, even though we're very like-minded individuals, yes, sir. <laughs> there will be, there'll be times where we don't agree. And like, that's the, that's the thing about it is, is, you and I can like look at each other and just be like, it doesn't determine our friendship or our no, no, no. Yeah. our perception of one another and like, you know, still seeing each other as brothers in Christ rather course, than yeah. than adversaries and ideologies.
1: Yeah. And I think even to to that point, like at the most, I just want to be able to understand like A, where you're coming from and mm. then B, like why why are you thinking what you're thinking and like how now knowing what i know from what you're saying and being able to understand you how can Mm. i better love you or how can i like that that's what i want my approach to be like interacting with anybody um not not only you but yeah yeah.
0: i i think you're totally hitting on the right thing where it's like why do people care about what they care about mm-hmm. like i think that's so important is find someone find a christian who's very you know very hot on like homosexuality like we need to be loving our our gay and trans yeah. lgbt yeah. brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and very passionate about it, very vocal about it yeah and you may say like oh like that person just causing a such a ruckus um but it's like, why do these people care about what they care about? Mm-hmm. And then when you get when you get to get to see like, you know, how LGBT people have been um, you know, really been put through the ringer by Christians. Yeah. And how, you know, terribly that the church has treated these people, then yeah. you're like, man, my heart breaks for these people. And I think reaching that same thing is how Jesus' heart breaks for these people yeah. in the same way, where it's like you you pour you know, you are my you are my children. Mm-hmm. You're the people I love, you're the people I died for. Damn. And and people are like, No, you can't be a part of the church.
1: Which is ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. Acting like the acting like your sexual identity or your like your gender identity or anything like that mm-hmm. determines your value as yeah. a human or your value as a child of God.
0: Or disqualifies you from grace.
1: Right. Which is insane and yeah nonsensical so yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and i think you know the ability to approach it and be like hey like let's talk about you know that strong divide where it's like oh yeah we love gay people i know like gay people like being gay is like a sin and ugly and all of this stuff and mm-hmm. it's like okay how can we bring this together and how can we talk about this mm-hmm. you know in the same way that you know, you know, debate it like Jesus would with, you know, I, with I think of, or something yeah, like I think like, I think almost more like Paul where we're trying to speak the truth in love and, you know, Paul's instruction to Timothy is just teach sound doctrine and mm-hmm. don't, um, don't back down, but also speak kindly and speak yeah. with love and speak with wisdom. Um, so mm-hmm. that's a, that's really what I'm hoping to achieve myself with the podcast but also yeah, yeah, yeah. on the other end is is you know like the growth aspect where you know i want to be i love going to bible college and seminary just because i'm always learning something yeah and i'm always in a different book and i'm always learning about a different theologian and what they have yeah. to say about the bible mm-hmm. and you know always looking for that extra ability to grow a little yeah. bit more and i think that this opportunity to sit down with you mm-hmm. and learn from what you have to say um is is super valuable yeah. to me and um
1: and vice versa
0: and i think the the focus and goal of like oh man we need to like really listen to each other and um and grow from one another and also hopefully have some guests on and be able to mm-hmm. to hear from them and just keep growing our perspective and worldview yeah. is is huge, and I think that like uh, this is something that uh, we really lost sight of because yeah. um, we we don't really value any worldview that's different than our own. And my goal is to position my heart to just start denying myself of of the worldview that I've obtained, or maybe some aspect of privilege where you know, like all I've done is read white european theologians uh, yeah. male theologians and mm. it's a you know that informs a lot of my theology when yeah. you know it's a big world and there's a lot of christian thinkers and like growing in that especially i think is, mm-hmm. is super important too yeah and i know something that we're both also very passionate about is is using this as just a conduit to share the gospel yeah Uh, you know that's for sure that jesus jesus came and he died and he rose again for the salvation of the sins of man amen to save you save me Mm -hmm. and save everybody else in between um and because like at the end of the day like that's the most important thing that we can talk about is is the gospel and why why it's so significant why it stands out from every other world religion why Mm -hmm. you know why it's worth changing the the position of your life to to pursue the gospel and to pursue God and his people. It's yeah. it's so important. And that's really what I hope to hope to achieve is that we can come up with different ideas, that we can mm-hmm. come up with different things to talk about. I'm already brainstorming so many so many from, <laughs>
1: As we sit, as we talk, is like more and more ideas yeah, come up.
0: Yeah. And and having a really nice jumping off point where we can just sit down and like i said i'm a noob so i am getting practice (laughs) right now um having a conversation because it's it's definitely a little bit different than than sitting down at our our favorite coffee shop shout out to silk yeah shout out to silk coffee house you guys rock um silk espresso our first sponsor is going (laughs) Uh, to be silk um uh but so mm -hmm. yeah i i am
1: uh i'm excited me too and i think uh next not next week but next session next podcast uh we're we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into uh moral what is it moral
0: moral therapeutic deism therapeutic Um, deism yeah yeah so that's kind of like the idea of you know like we said about thomas jefferson thomas jefferson was a deist where he believed that god was like a a clockmaker that wound up a Mm. clock and let it go yeah and just he just watches the hands tick by Um, you know, which isn't true with through scripture, God is a very relational God where God is always intervening on behalf of his people. Um, but the moralistic therapeutic part of that deism is that, you know, the end, the end goal of man is to be happy. And the end goal of man is to, you know, seek joy and seek peace. And, um, it becomes really problematic with, with like, uh, ideas like the prosperity
1: gospel Mm -hmm. and, um. Which which we'll like get that. into uh, in the next one, but yeah, For just sure. a little sneak peek. Yeah, get your get your mind moving. I um, forgot.
0: so we hope you enjoyed our first episode of a new orthodoxy. Um, yes, sir. Uh, where can people find you on the social medias?
1: Uh, I should have prepared this because I don't even know know my own handle. I think it's uh Mitchell M I T C H E L L Caleb C A L E B underscore if i'm correct i could be wrong i'll be prepared okay. next time but what
0: about you you can find me at younggangster@hotmail.com. At <laughs> just joking you can find me at andrew dietrich on instagram i'm um, not very hard to find um thank you guys thank you for listening and and we hope to be talking to you guys again real soon all right peace out